Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYB Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach. I'm so excited um, that you've come back to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is international mindedness. I think that it's um, truly at the heart of everything that we're trying to do in a PYP school. And so how can we break it down so that it's manageable, that it's practical, um, and doable so that we get going right away, right? And so today we're going to look at how do we connect the learner profile with international mindedness? Mm, have you ever thought about that? Um, so first we have to think about what is international mindedness? What does it look and feel like so that we can then make connections with the learner profile? So many moons ago, um, I was very fortunate. I received a one-year Rotary Cultural Ambassadorial Scholarship to study abroad for one year. Um, This was a lengthy process, um, but I eventually was able to go and live in Melbourne, Australia. And this was the best, one of the best gifts I've ever received as a human on this planet. Um, The opportunity to live amongst another culture that's not your own is such a beautiful gift because you learn so much about yourself. And Melbourne was one of those quintessential experiences for me. I had lived abroad previously, but this was one that was fully embodied in developing myself artistically, um, culturally, personally, financially, um, spiritually, oh, such an amazing process. And it's where I think a lot of ideas came together for me. And I was fortunate um, to finish my bachelor's degree um, while at Melbourne Uni. And I had a internship, as we Americans call it, or work experience, um, in St. Kilda. So I lived in a a lovely neighborhood where Melbourne Uni is, it's called Carlton. And I would take the tram and I would go to St. Kilda two to three times a week. And for those that live on my side of Pond now, it's kind of like a, a Berkeley. Um, but much cooler. Um, so many beautiful little shops and boutiques um, there. And as I was traveling on the tram and going by all of the beautiful waterways on the Yarra River and the National Gallery, I was drawn, and this was long before I even remotely thought about becoming an educator. I was drawn to this building and grounds. Um, It was called Wesley College. And I was fascinated by this place. And I never physically went onto the grounds. I just saw it from the tram. And I thought, wow, I'd love to go there instead of Melbourne Uni. And, you know, but I was already locked into my obligation. And the thing that perplexed me, though, every day is when the tram stopped Tons of children would get on in these purplish-blue gingham uh, uniforms. And I remember thinking 
That's really odd. And for some reason, I only remember the gingham in the springtime. I must have been asleep most of the winter or kept my head down because I don't remember. But I know a blazer was involved somehow. Um, but what fascinated me was that, um, that I started then researching Wesley College. I quickly learned that it wasn't an American version of a college, but a preparatory academy for university. And it was private. And later on, as I've journeyed through the world of education, I've determined or found out that it was IB. And that, I, I knew it drew me for some reason, right? And at that time, I wasn't remotely interested, I'll be honest. My mom was an educator had no idea. I was actually going to my work experience to go into public relations. and I, But I remember hearing about the IB because when I was um, quite young, um, going through all my schooling, I was terribly introverted. So the only people that really fascinated me that I built relationships were with were foreign exchange students. And they tended to all come from IB campuses. And what's really interesting is that Wesley College, to me, is an example of building international mindedness. It's a slow progression. It's a fascination at first. It's, hmm, that looks strange, or, ooh, that looks glittery and beautiful. And then seeing a nuance, such as the students coming in with their gingham uniforms and thinking, that's strange. But instantly, I turned it to from that's strange to that's interesting. I wonder how these two are connected, right? Because that's what we want our learners to do with building that notion of international mindedness, that we're not looking at someone who's doing something differently. A woman who wears a hijab, oh, so stunning. After um, so many years living in the Middle East, five years, I am fascinated by the hijab because I think that um, there's beauty in, in the covering and um, that a lot of people don't understand, right? The, what it stands for and, and all of that. And I think that this set the stage, Wesley College set the stage for me to take in other cultures and to understand how they do things differently. And sometimes I don't agree with it morally, ethically, culturally, or because of my limited exposure to the world, but that's not my job to pass judgment. That's the difference, right? My job is to be exposed and to say, okay, they do their way differently than me, and that is okay, because that is at the heart of the IB mission statement. And I think that this was not, you know, the singular action that opened me to the ways that people do things differently. But it definitely made me go, aha, it made me take notice. And international mindedness is that aha moment. It's seeing the differences and responding through wonder and respect 
through questions, through wanting to understand. You know, we're so curious about this thing that we want to explore every nuance and contrast it to our own experience. And then we look at the merits of it on its own. Um, And this is why I moved to Dubai twice. It's because I wanted to understand the pillars of Islam versus Arabic and other cultures. And what's the difference? Because I think that once we do that, then our eyes are open. We're not um, quick to judge. We're not quick to uh, make uh, certain determinations about a culture and the way they do things. And, oh, so many things I could talk about right now. But I think that when we make connections, how, you know, beautiful culture is and how these, you know, their differences influence the beliefs and values of what we hold dear. Imagine if the world, if everyone in the world thought like this, you have your way of doing things. I have my way. That's okay. I respect you. And please keep doing what you're doing because you add a richness to the world. If everyone in the world thought this way, then we would have a different perspective on power, right? On poverty, on richness, on freedom, and more importantly, on equity. And will it eventually happen? I certainly hope so. So how do we bring about international mindedness, right? We're building this international mindedness within our young learners and within ourselves. Because until we're open to other ways of doing things, we can't expect our students to, right? So this was definitely not my first experience with international mindedness, but merely that aha moment. My entire life, to be honest, was built on internationally minded experiences. My mother, who's from South Korea, um, married my father, who was an American GI, very classic tale. Um, She learned how to speak English by watching U.S. television. That's how she learned. Meanwhile, my father, he was voracious to learn about other cultures. So, you know, when he entered the military, that was a natural fit for him. He went to Thailand and Korea and Singapore. And instead of staying home, in, like most GIs did, he went out and taught English to, to locals to help them move and progress forward their lives while also engaging with the experience of the culture. That's what, that's where I come from. And, you know, when I think about it, we become more internationally minded by the little things we engage in during the day and how we choose to react. And then it builds over a course of time to create a disposition and how we think and how we, you know, react to the world around us. When people are angry or hostile or aggressive, they've had years of building that up. Meanwhile, when people are peaceful and don't allow conflict or obstacles to get them down, that is also years of, of building that disposition. And let me, let me be very clear. 
I've been very fortunate to live abroad, but living abroad will not make you internationally minded. You can still stick with as many I noticed when I lived in Melbourne. All the Americans stuck together. They didn't want to engage with Australians. Why would you not want to engage with all those cute Aussie boys? I didn't understand it. So I quickly left my international, well, really American housing and moved in with my Aussie mate and her brother. And I soon found myself only engaging with Aussies, Aussies, Aussies all day long, because that to me was the reason I was there. And it totally enriched my life. And I have mates that are still in my life. And I also met international students and one particular an Austrian living in Oz, uh, talk, uh, that's a tuck twister, but she's still a good mate of mine and just saw her last year. And what I'm saying to you is that these experiences, they put an impression on your heart. So how do we build international mindedness? That's a great job. And that's a great question. Or I should say, great job on building that question. But um, that's going to come in our ne- next podcast because that deserves to be in a podcast by itself. So hang tight for our next episode um, because we really want to help you with that. So how do we then connect the learner profile to all of this? You know, I love the learner profile, as you've heard, you know, because it has a magical relationship with international mindedness. It's through that language of the learner profile that we're able to express our feelings and ideas about international mindedness. It's the vehicle to get us to express that international mindedness. So if we don't lay the foundation of the learner profile, we're not going to really get to the heart of internationally mindedness think about that one. So that's why we've been talking so much about learner profile, learner profile, foundation, because international mindedness is also, is, is that physical piece of it, right? And so here's some possibilities of how do you can use the learner profile to build more connection with the, with international mindedness. So I think it starts with a lot of conversations. It's about what you use and how you frame it in order to get kids to make relevant connections. So if we're looking at it from the lens of open-minded, this could be something that average conversation you have. Oh, thank you so much for comparing between Islamic and Christian ideologies. It has definitely opened my mind to many of the similarities rather than the differences between the two religions. That's huge. And I've had that conversation with Islamic friends, finding out that our ideas were more similar than different. Caring. How do community helpers show caring behavior by doing their jobs? Okay, easy question, right? How do these community helpers, I can't say helpers today, helpers show caring behavior by doing their jobs? Easy implant, but we have to know this vocabulary. We have to have it part of our disposition so it becomes part of our students. Knowledgeable. We're going to expand our knowledge by learning about the commonalities of revolutions and why people risk so much for change. 
now that's setting that framework, right? About developing that conceptual knowledge. So using the language of the learner profile to discuss those deeper issues about cultures and values will help your students see beyond the superficial level of, unfortunately, which we often do in international days, food, music, arts, and traditions. It's more than that. Culture, I love this. It, look it on the internet. Culture has been compared to an iceberg where there's the superficial level, which we talked about, the food, the music, the arts, things that we can see, right? The traditions, the holidays. Then as we go below the surface of the water in our cultural iceberg, then we're able to dig deep into those richer components, such as beliefs and values, cultural norms, cultural roles, uh, roles and identities in in that culture, how relationships are formed and what relationships are valued. Is it matriarchal or patriarchal? So many different layers now, right? To understanding how a culture works. And it takes intentional planning to scratch beyond the surface, um, beyond what we can see. And that takes planning and thought process. And you can't do that alone. You got to do that with your team. The learner profile helps us to explore the richer characteristics and the systems of most concepts and ideas. So now I'm turning it to you. What are some ways you're going to embed the language of the learner profile to build up international mindedness, either in your classroom or in your school? Because that's the real test. What are you going to do to build that up? So this has been another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. So glad you've been here with me. I know you can do this. Love this stuff. This is what makes learning so rich and powerful. Talk to you soon.